What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? Today I'm going to be doing things just a little bit differently. All right, I'm just going to get—I'm getting everybody hyped up. I'm going to get everybody hyped up. Ready, fish? Hold on, let's just, let's just get go around hyped. the wagon. Let's just go around the wagon really quick. Hold on, let's see. My name is Brady McGrath, and I am a certified G and a bona fide stud. And if you can't teach that, and this right here. That's Cameron Garrity. He is seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. <laughs> Bada boom, realest guy in the room. And if you can't get down with that, I got one word for you. And let me spell it out. S-A-W-F-T, soft. Soft? Welcome. Soft. To 40 yard dads my name is brady mcgrath and as always i'm joined with cameron garrity cam how are you feeling today i'm feeling chubby um and while while you uh do the ad read i am actually since you got a jersey on here for those watching youtube i'm gonna go on and get the jersey on of qb1 of the new england patriots so yeah, i'll put it on for now alleged and as always QB1. as always this podcast is brought to you by sunnyside sports and more Get your collectibles, pictures, and autographs at Sunnyside. Today, we got a loaded episode for you. I can't tell if Cam's back. back. Yeah, he's back! I have, we got a loaded episode I have for you today. QB1, legend QB1, as of right now. We're going to get into that. Which is Cam Newton. our QB1 right now, and we're going to say that. But we're going to get to the Patriots later, because Brady... The Celtics trade deadline. We haven't done a couple episodes. So we got a load. I agree with Bobby here. now. The Celtics are bad. I agree. I, with Bobby this now. this the is Celtics my this is bad. my thing. The Celtics are bad, but I said this to you guys after the Eastern Conference Finals, and not you particularly, but I got shit from other people saying that I was stupid for saying this, and I said Brad Stevens is on thin ice after that Eastern Conference Finals. Thanks, I think when you have a young fiery team like Tatum and Brown and and I get like the Heat were playing great the fact that we did not make it to the NBA finals speaks a lot about the coach and I understand the roster wasn't perfectly there and everything like that but we had the talent that we could have at least made it to the Eastern Conference to the NBA finals even if we got our teeth kicked in it would have been nice to like take that next step for those guys to be in the NBA finals getting that kind of exposure and performing at the top levels the issue is I still think Brad Stevens is a not good coach. I don't think he's terrible. I just don't think he's as great as he is. And I think the problem kind of goes hand in hand. I think it goes hand in hand with Danny Ainge because I think this roster is so predictable. The rotations, like teams usually change their lineups every single year, right? They change their rosters. There's always some shakeup. The Celtics genuinely have had the same lineup for the past like three years. And everybody outside, like, you know, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, right? Other than that, they've mostly had the same rotational young pieces coming in and playing minutes. And I think 
a lot of people just know how to beat the Celtics now. I think the way that this team is set up, I think Brad Stevens is trying his... Like, this system Brad Stevens puts in actually might work in the NBA. I think he was on to something for a little bit, but I think now the league's kind of figured out. It's like, hey, no, like that's it, it doesn't work that way, right? The, the two big men stuff... We're going to talk about the trade deadline because... The Celtics did make a move for the first time since 2015, an in-season roster move, um, bringing somebody in since 2015. Garbage. So, which was Isaiah Thomas, which was a great move at the time. They brought in Evan Fournier for virtually nothing, right? You got that rid of, was good. You got I was Jeff okay Teague. With that. You basically got rid of Jeff Teague, who they're cutting anyway, and you exactly. gave up two second-round picks. So, if you want to eventually bring back Jeff Teague and a couple of weeks and nobody picks him up and he wants to re essentially rework it. He's already a minimum guy, but if you want to get rid of like some of the young guns like Tremont Waters or whoever and, and if whatever, right? Fine. We traded I know Brady's thoughts on this, so I want to hear yours and I'll kinda of get to it. The other trade, if you guys did miss it, was Daniel Tice and Javante Garbage. Green were traded for Garbage. Mo Wagner and Mo Wagner, but they're calling him Wagner. Garbage. Uh, Mo Wagner and um, Luke Cornett in that Garbage. deal. Garbage. I believe we're also getting like a second or a fir- I think it's a first round pick that's fully protected. And I think in the next five years, if we if it doesn't turn into a first round pick, it becomes second round pick. So basically a Garbage. second round pick. So we got a second round pick for Tice. Now, Absolute before I get Garbage. to Brady's reason for it. I do want to say that the actual reason they made this was purely based on contracts. I don't think they wanted to move on from Daniel Tice. Um, Oh, there's two reasons. I'm going to get to mine. I'm going to get to why I think they made this deal. I don't like it, but I'm going to get to why I think they do. But Brady, tell us your thoughts specifically on the Celtics trade deadline. As a whole. I'm going to close the shade too because the light's kind of bouncing off. Looking at me? You looking at me, everybody? The Celtics, I am so angry because all this, everything, everything that was going around, everything that was circulating yesterday, how exciting the trade deadline was supposed to be and blah, blah, the Celtics were going to get Harrison Barnes and they were going to get Jeremy Grant. But then it comes around, they didn't even call about Harrison Barnes. They didn't call about Jeremy Grant. Fucking Aaron Gordon at the beginning of the day is saying he's looking forward and excited to being a Boston Celtic. That was an exact And the report, Vucevic, we were in on that deal. But we were in on that too. Like, Like, it was an exact quote from Aaron Gordon himself looking forward and excited to playing for the Celtics, even though it hasn't happened yet. So, then you can that think happens, Danny Ainge right? trying to he keeps trying to fleece everybody. I think that's And then and then and then and then, well, and then we get Evan Fournier. I'm not mad about that. That one's not horrible. But it's a discount Gordon Hayward. He's expiring. Is. His contract expiring even though he's averaging 20, he's averaging 20, he's shooting 40 something percent from the field at threes. That's great. We yeah, could we really use a guy that's hitting threes. But Not his contract's expiring. And then Danny Ainge is saying that, oh, we want him in our plans for the future. Well, what, like, how are we going to decide that? That's not your choice, Danny. All right. And then we get rid of Daniel Tice, one of our most aggressive and heart players on the team. Loyal. Loyal. He loves playing here. The past four years, he's been that guy. Everybody always gives him all the shit because he gets all the fouls, but he's the only hard player on the court. 
he actually goes after people, right? He goes after the ball. He tries to fight for it. And just all to get under the luxury cap, right? Mm-hmm. If we don't blame go, the Grosbeck, that's who you blame. If we don't, right? If we don't get Andre Drummond, oh man! Because if we don't get Andre Drummond in the bio, because we're already out on Aldridge. Yep. Aldridge doesn't want to play here. I think he's going to Miami. Great, great, fantastic. We lost one of them. We're already talking to him. If we don't get Andre Drummond, then trading Daniel Tice to get under the salary cap was the most pointless thing that the Celtics could have done in the past 25 years. And I'll say it now, the most pointless thing the Celtics have done, getting rid of a starting caliber, for us especially, a caliber starting player just to go under the luxury cap. And so idiots bad this terrible is, this is Trash. my thought on it too um as my head look at those blue mountains head. those mountains are blue it's cold as the rockies that's how they're cold as the rockies um here's my thought on it to play devil's advocate a little bit right i don't like the deal daniel tice is an expiring contract as well probably didn't want to come back here we addressed somewhat of a need where we wanted to get some bigger players on our roster to that are, you know, we got a 7-2 guy and a 6-11 guy. Both can shoot the ball a little bit. Now, look, are they going to play any minutes? Probably not, right? They're not going to be. I mean, I, I could see going after, like, Mo Wagner to, like, to try to develop him a little bit further to play some, like, garbage, you know, 5 to 10 minutes a game, like, just to be a rotation. You know how about I'll say this? I will say this. Back when Mo Wagner got drafted, I said I won the Celtics to draft him. Spin zone. Yeah. Spin zone. Um, I'll spin zone it. Fine, so, we have Mo Wagner now. So, th- so this is this is what I'm looking at. It. It, it it was a pure cap move, right, to get under the luxury tax. And I don't blame Danny for that because that honestly comes from the ownership group saying we don't want to pay a luxury tax for this team. Now, and the thing with Evan Fournier is he is an expiring contract. The the reason I like his deal was we got two second round picks, right? Is what we gave us. We gave up nothing, right? The reason I like that the most is because, yes, we use use the trade exception, part of it. However, he is an impending free agent. And because every single team next year is hard-capped, there's no teams that can afford to take on his contract. So we can then create a trade exception by signing and trading him. So there is flexibility that if we don't want to keep him, we can sign and trade him, even if it's just for a second-round pick to get a trade exception if we do that in the future to another team. However, we do have his bird rights, which also means we can go over the cap and over the luxury tax to bring him in this team if we want to keep him here long-term if we think he's going to be a a pivotal role player on a championship team. Now, in my opinion, I think he is, but I think he's just too old. I think for where this team's peak is and their, you know, championship run, I still think they're about a year or two away. And I think by the time he's there, he's going to be 30 years old. He's not going to be the same. So I see this more as he's here for the rest of the year. Let's see if we can spark some fire in him, see if we can make a run this playoffs, and then we'll reevaluate in the offseason. I think that's what Danny Ainge did, and is I think rather than losing all the value for that trade exception, he's like, we're not going to get shit in the offseason, right? Because the asking price for Cleveland was way too much, right? They 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 were just gonna they were gonna buy him out, and the Celtics would rather not waste the trade exception on Drummond if he was gonna get bought out anyway. Yeah, Evan Fournier makes sense. If we get Andre Drummond, I think this I would give this trade deadline a B. 
Yeah, because I think I mean, you get Drummond, you get Fournier. You get Fournier, that's fine. Like, and, and you that, get some size. It, it makes sense. Exactly, it makes sense. And I think this move... But if they don't... D. The, the reason I also love this move, as much as I love Daniel Tice, is we've always been talking about the Celtics need to make trades. They need to shake things up. And... They've been, we're too much like falling in love with our players too much. And I love Daniel Tyson. I wish he didn't go. But I think at the same time, this opens up the floor for Robert Williams. There's no excuse for him to play 28 minutes a game now. Like he should be playing 28 minutes a game, getting yeah. the minutes, being the guy out there. And I think that that's what the Celtics are going to do. I really think that they love Robert Williams. And, and there's a reason he hasn't been playing that much and he's been playing limited is because I guarantee you they want to save his body, but they almost wanted to like ship off Daniel Tice and be like, it's yours now, right? We got you some backup centers that can take some minutes, right? You have Tristan Thompson and you have Luke Cornett. And, and, and that's another thing too. Luke Cornett's probably going to get bought out. But until Tristan Thompson and guys get healthy that play behind him, he's going to stay on the roster, right? So that's what I think the Celtics are going to do. I think someone like Traymont Waters is probably going to get the boot because they're going to need to sign Andre Drummond if they do want to sign him. We're still in the front runner for him. If I'm Andre Drummond, I come to the Celtics team because, yes, you want to win a championship, but if you think you can win a championship, I think, in my opinion, I think the Celtics can get out of the East to the NBA Finals if they add Drummond with Fournier on this team and this team plays to their potential. Because I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both 26, 27 points per game scorers. They can both play some defense, right? They can both grab boards. Kemba Walker, at, in his prime, you know, 20 points per game score. Evan Fournier, 20 points per game. Marcus Smart, defensive intensity. And Andre Drummond would give you probably, what, 12 and 12, right? Some, just Even just asking for that. And then you have Rob Williams, who... I've been very high on since last year, and a lot of people were calling me crazy, and he has taken a huge step. And I know that you've kind of turned your opinion around on it because of how much he's changed this year. But I've been high on him since we drafted him. People forget, he was supposed to be a top five draft pick, and he fell to us because of injury concerns. Now, I understand that's why he's not playing his minutes because of his hip and everything like that, but the Celtics have kind of... Their training staff has been very, very careful with Robert Williams to make sure that he develops. And look, maybe that's why the Celtics didn't really go through some of these moves. It's like, we have the guy on the roster. And I think that that, if that's the case, if you're telling us we're going to play Robert Williams 25 to 28 minutes a night, maybe even 30, right? And that's our Bam Adebayo, like coming out of nowhere, like super talented player that's going to be, you know, defensive intensity get the rebounds be that center that we've been craving look the guy can fucking pass really well for a second yeah he, he has he has great court vision like he right. sees really well and um and you know like i like i'll say like i, I was shocked that he yeah. showed up as quick as he did i thought if anything it would have taken another year but he took the step he's made the step yep and now the team just needs what to is he 23 revolve around that how old is he 23 24 he's uh, oh he might even be younger so like he's still a young like that's the thing with the celtics is like the team is still young i get we have high expectations but like our <laughs> <Wrong> robert williams <laughs> typed in robert williams and it was an old man 78 oh. years old um he is 23 he'll yeah, be 23. 24 in october so okay 24 um tatum is 23 jalen brown is 24 you or i think he's turning 25 um and you know marcus smart is still pretty young i mean he's what 27 like he's not super old um you know kemba walker is 30 like it's still a young team right my thing with the trade deadline my issue with it is the fact that 
we were trying to win the deal. And I think that's what held up. That's the problem. That's that's what Danny Ainge does so bad. He does it so poorly. And he tries I think to win every single deal. And I, and I think look, by, I'm by miles. I'm fine with this trade deadline. Like I said, if Andre Drummond comes here and we have, if Andre Drummond comes here or not, right? The only way I'm fine with this trade deadline if Robert Williams takes a leap the rest of this season and starts playing way more minutes than he is now. Yeah. That's the only way I'd be happy with this right there. So. I don't know. I mean, like, is Fournier going to give you good minutes off the bench? Bench, 100%. I think he should honestly be starting, to be honest. Put Marcus Smart back as your sixth man. Evan Fournier is in the lineup. He's probably right now your best facilitator on the team. I he, think so. He is the best facilitator. Once he learns kind of the system, he's going to probably play on the bench for a couple weeks to learn kind of the Brad Stevens, like, plays, system, and everything like that. Once that happens, he, he's going to be out there. He's going to be a distributor. The ball's yeah. going to be in his hands. And look... He's just—he's gonna make Tatum and Brown that much better, just because you can't leave him open. He's not just a shooter; he's crafty. He can score. He's a facilitator, right? So now when teams play, they're like, "Well, you can't leave Kemba." When Marcus Smart's out there, right? He's good defensively, and he's got—he's improved offensively. But yeah. when he's out there, you can almost leave him open. You're like, if Marcus Smart kills us from three, like we deserve to lose, right? Because they're like, "All right, we're just gonna—we're just gonna put two guys on Tatum and Brown, whoever's out there." And make sure we shadow Kemba, you know what I mean? Like, we're, that that's what they do, right? And then when they're like, but now you have Fournier to the mix. You had Robert Williams, who's, like, not a bad offensive player. Like, he can, you know, he can pass the ball pretty well. He's athletic. Like, it's going to open up the floor. And I think as much as I love Daniel Tice, I think he didn't spread the floor as much. As, I wish we could have kept him, and I wish he was the backup because he'd be great in that second unit with, like, Marcus Martin and guys like that. Um but I just think it makes a little bit more sense for this. So the only way I'll be happy is if this A sparks a fire in the team, this deadline, and they get some new faces in here and because they look lazy. And if that happens, I'll be happy. And if Robert Williams takes another step the rest of this year, like he's been a top 10 efficient center in the league um, this entire season. He's been great defensively. He's had multiple like three or more block games. Like he's he's really good. Like, people are like, oh, well, he just gets blocked. Oh, it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Anybody that gets three or more blocks a game, like, is doing something right. These are NBA caliber players you're playing. Yeah. I, I just think. I just and he's think only 6'8. It's not like he's like 7'5 blocking people. Like, he's 6'8. Like, he's. You can not, jump out of the gym. Right. Like, he's blo he's legitimately blocking you. It's not like Taco where he just puts his hand up and it's a block. Yeah. Like, it's a legitimate, like. Get that shit out of here. And I like, think it's good that they traded for Evan Fournier because if if you really look at it, the most experienced player in the league on the Celtics was Marcus Jeff Teague. No. Well, in this system. Marcus no, Martin. I know, but I'm saying in general. In NBA? Team, oh, yeah. In NBA, yeah. Jeff Teague and then Tristan Thompson. And we needed that. Two guys that we got on, you know, they're, they're, and they're fine to be bottom of the bench pieces, right? Or middle of the and bench. Kemba, oh yeah, and Kemba too. I completely, I didn't, I forgot about Kemba, but yeah. But again, all though. guys that we went out and got, you know what I mean. But then other than that, on the Celtics, it's Marcus Smart with six years. Yep. And then Jalen Brown with four. Right. Uh, Daniel Tice had three. Jason Tatum three. Yep. Semi three. Grant Williams one. Devonta like, Green won. Neesmith like rookie. Williams. Edwards, Waters, Fall, Langford, all won. Like all I, guys, I like, like I like Grant Williams, right? But like he shouldn't be playing the minutes he should be playing right now this early in his career. 
and, and the other thing too is what I like this is I'll, I will be okay if guys like Nesmith and Romeo Langford have a little bit more playing time now that like Teague and Javante Green and yeah. guys that are here are gone because like we're just forced to play them because with this Danny almost forced Brad Stevens hand to play these young guys by being like I'm going to give you two slow 7-2-6-11 guys on the edge of the bench we're going to get rid of some of our wing players that you just love to play like Javante Green and Jeff Teague as a guard um, and you know we're going to get rid of Daniel Tice who you love to play 27 minutes a night like we're going to get rid of those guys and mm -hmm. that's almost what it felt like it almost felt like Danny Ainge being like this is what you have make a change and play like I'm excited if Romeo Langford comes out and just starts balling as like a scorer and Nesmith is like that sh like shoot up which I thought he spot. which I thought Langford was going to do until he broke his hand yeah but if that can happen, like that, that's the only way I'd be happy with this is if we see development out of those, actually those four guys, Peyton Pritchard, Nesmith, Romeo Langford, and Robert Williams. Very if we, fast PP. If we, if we see those guys take, not even, I'm not talking a huge leap, right? Peyton Pritchard's been playing fine. Robert Williams been playing fine. I'm talking like Nesmith, like if he just shows promise, right? If that's all that, ha if we see promise out of our young guys, it'd be like, okay, Danny sees what we didn't see. He saw that our young guys are developing and they're going to be good players, either in the future for trade bait or not. Like, because if you ha you have to admit, like their their trade value, the guys we have didn't really have much trade value. If Daniel Tice only, like as much as I love Daniel Tice, if he only got us Mo Wagner and fucking Luke Cornett, like the value wasn't there for the guys that we thought were there. Yeah. Right. Like that's where I'm kind of looking at and like I, I know they said they didn't but they probably tried to trade Tristan Thompson too and it's the same thing he didn't have value for his contract and I think that's kind of the issue with the Celtics at this deadline is like we all we've talked about this leading up to the deadline is like they just don't have the value to trade unless you're trading Tatum Brown Pritchard or Robert Williams or even Kemba for that matter there's not like as much value out there as you think it is. And I'm glad yeah. they didn't trade Marcus Smart because I think that they can win a championship with Marcus Smart. I think that he needs to get back into his role, right, of being the sixth man. I don't think he should be a starter. I think no. he's a six-man type player, heart and soul off the bench, right, scrappy, like Lou Williams type player. Not a scorer, right, but someone like that who's like... Don't even say that name. Who means I feel, a lot. I feel so bad for that man. He said he almost retired. He almost retired yesterday. You know what? I'm actually, I'm on strike. I hate the NBA now. <laughs> I actually, I actually hate the NBA more than I already did now for what they did to Lou Williams. That was such a garbage package, too. That was a horrible package. They gave Lou Williams for Rajon Rondo in a first. I mean, first of all, that was a steal. Yeah, steal by the like, fucking Hawks. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, okay, but no, like, the, no, Lou Williams had the first with him. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't I mean. Rondo. Yeah, like, I know. Rondo got them you, a first. You, you traded the sixth man of the planet, the sixth man of the century. Yeah, the sixth man of forever, for an aging Rondo. It makes sense. I hate the their, NBA. It makes it makes sense though. Honestly, like, I hate the NBA. I hate, I hate it. Them. I feel bad for him, but it makes sense for the Clippers because they needed that like facilitating point guard. Like that they Ooh. they were they were interested in Lonzo and Ooh, NBA. Ooh. Yeah, nobody um, went after Lonzo. It makes no, no sense. I know. Um, NBA stupid, sickly. Uh, so with the Celtics, we're gonna leave it at that. We're gonna see how this pans out the rest of the season. Um, we just have to hope they're not the seventh or eighth seed. They're gonna make the playoffs. We just are they? Yes, they will. Are they? Because right now at the eighth seed, 
the the difference between eight seed and thirteen seed is three games. Right, but it's the, so, it's the same difference between eight and four. So it's it's yeah, really I know. Wide That's open. what makes it even worse. The East sucks. Yeah. Basketball sucks. Let's talk about something that doesn't suck. I was gonna segue into it, but you stole my segue. Ah, yeah. We both can't fit on one, so someone has to ride it. <laughs> NFL. We're gonna talk Boom. about the Patriots offseason, but. After the break, we're going to go through a quick little message from our sponsors. Be right back. What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? It is your favorite dad, Brady, here telling you about one of his favorite things on the planet. And no, it's not eating. It is sports betting. Our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy, is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. And what's great about their app is that they've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in the respective field you're looking for. To get started, make sure you sign up using promo code DADS and you will receive an instant match bonus of up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. So let's say you deposit in that $50, you're going to get $50 back, having $100 to bet right on your own here. So make sure you download the Thrive Fantasy app on the Apple App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Like I said, make sure you sign up with promo code DADS, D-A-D-S, and let's sign up and hashtag prop up today. We know the dads love to cook, and we're excited to share our new sponsor, Backyard Spice. Backyard Spice specializes in homemade spices to enhance your grilling or cooking. But it doesn't stop there because you can put this shit on anything. French fries, burgers, chicken, turkey, and honestly, whatever the hell you feel like. And let me tell you, their new flavor, Rubbin' Racks, mm, chef's kiss. Their spices are actually handmade, natural, and they taste amazing. Head over to BackyardSpiceCompany.com and use promo code DADS for 15% off your order. Get cooking. I hope you like that. Welcome back. Um, we've got football jerseys on for a reason. We talked about the Celtics a little bit. We'll, we're, we have to wait and see how that develops. Um, with the Patriots, I want before we today we're recording this on the 26th. There's some news that went down that kind of leads to where it is. But before we get there, let, let's get through the appetizers first. All right, let's let's eat our salad. Let's work our way up. And we're gonna talk about we don't eat salad. Um, we're gonna talk about the Patriots and their offseason moves leading up until this point. Right. I want to ask you, Brady, because I think everybody now knows who we signed and everything like that. Like, I don't want to go through all the signings yeah. and everything like that. I want to ask you, pick your favorite defensive and your favorite offensive signing and tell me why. Okay. So, I'm, I'm going to say... No, 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 It sounded like you were stumbling. No, 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 I got this, I got this. No! I got this. My favorite defensive signing mm-hmm. is easily Jalen Mills. I think Jalen Mills. Is, well, I think Jalen Mills is a phenomenal pickup. Um, he's been very open and excited about playing for the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. uh, and and on a team that everybody says no one wants to play for. Yep. Um, you know, and then my favorite offensive signing is easily. The re-signing of our captain and starting center, 
Ooh, I was saying, which captain are you going with? We David Andrews. I love the re-signing of Andrews. And he took less on a guarantee. Yep. Again, another Way guy. Way less. Way less. Another, another guy. Stop calling me. <laughs> another guy that, you know, didn't want to play for the Patriots anymore. So. Apparently. Apparently. Allegedly. Allegedly. You fucked it ostrich. Allegedly. <laughs> so. Um, my favorite defensive signing, I was going to go one or two ways here and go with somebody returning, but I'm actually going to go with Matthew Judon because yeah. it showed that we had a real need last year, right? Not ju- We all talked about our run defense, but like we just didn't have anybody in the front seven. Um, and I think my favorite addition like in terms of signing is Matt Judon. My favorite just addition overall is Dante Hightower coming back. Because I think you add Judon with him, um, and you add either Kyle Van Noy or Bentley, whoever they're going to decide to kind of roll out as the starter. It's probably going to be Van Noy. Um, But you add that out there, that already is a scary linebacking core. You add some of the guys that we've signed. I really like where he fits on this team. He's that Jamie Collins role from our Super Bowl runs. He can. Move, he's not as like athletic and, and as, he's athletic, right? He's not the same type of player Jamie Collins is. He's a little bit beefier, you know, a little bit stronger of a player. Can line up on the edge and like take over a tackle. Uh, but that's why I like it. I think we got a very good versatile player there. And my favorite offensive addition has been Kendrick Bourne. I think that he is a utility Swiss Army knife. He is a cheaper version of Curtis Samuel. And I think that he really, really, really loves New England and wants to be here. And I think his quarterback is coming here with him, but we'll talk about that later. I also think Kendrick Bourne, if being utilized with Josh McDaniels and this team could be lethal. And I think that with him and Nelson Aguilar now and Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, he could thrive. And, and Jacoby Myers is still here. And like, I also want to say, everybody is saying they want to trade, you know, Nikhil Harry and everything like that. I get it. But if we're not getting a second or third round pick for him, you might as well hold on to him because yeah. if give him a chance, he's still in a rookie deal. If he somehow flourishes, because I saw a stat that he has the same amount of receptions and yards as like Terrell Owens did in the same amount of games, right? In his career. Like the, the same, like through, it was like whatever, through 47 games or something like that. You have to remember, he hasn't played that much. It's a hard offense to learn and he's been injured. So if we can get yeah. him healthy, he has an entire offseason. Because, like, you have to think, too. Tom Brady shot him out. Didn't want to throw him the first yep. year. The second year, he's with a new quarterback that doesn't even know the system, and there's no other wideouts on the field to help. Right? And he has brick feet. And he has brick feet. Then you go into number three, and now he's got all these other weapons, and he can actually be the role that he was supposed to be in college and was supposed to be what he was drafted for, right? Be the number two, number three guy. Make those yep. contested catches down the field. But not be the guy that's going to th- break the top off the defense. Like, that's mm-hmm. not who he is. The Mike Williams-esque player, right? Yes. That's what we need him to be. And I think with Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne here and a healthy Julian Edelman and James White and the two tight end sets and probably somebody we're going to draft in the first three rounds are going to be... Inc- and, and Jacoby Myers, can't forget about him. Yep. And can't forget about Gunner, too. Like, he's coming for Edelman's spot eventually. Like, he's he's going to have that spot. Like, he showed some promise last year catching the ball um, as well. So, I really like the Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne signing. Um, just because he seems to add this energy to that offense, right? He, he matches Cam Newton's energy. Both happy guys. Like, love football. He just the content, like the team bonding, like dude, honestly, like I was so happy to see all of them hanging out and like playing paintball the other day and just like yeah. all chilling. It's like that. It's not fake. Like they don't like 
it's not like they're like, oh, we're just like coming in here and like, oh, you know how everybody's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm excited for this team. Like they legitimately all like, just nah, hung they out. showed up. They showed up to Pat's West and and hung out and hung out and, and like they they, they, they so together. it proves it wasn't about the money that they proved that yes the money mattered but they also proved that they were buying in to what's going yes. on in new england and that's what i love to see i think kendrick Bourne is going to be a fun player to watch a fun patriot to have on the team a vocal guy in interviews i think all of that and same thing with Jalen mills too he's a he's a very like fun and like super respectful player nelson Aguilar, like all the guys we got are like the Patriot way that we've seen, all of these guys kind of fit into that as well. They're not just good players. They also are, like, super respectful, very smart, intelligent football players. And, like, I'm really excited for Nelson Aguilar, too. He's not my number one, but I'm really excited for him to prove everybody wrong that it was a good signing um, yeah. and that he's going to fit. Now, is he going to give us 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns? Probably not, but he's no. going to be a good receiver for us for a couple years. And I'm Yeah, really he's, like, he's going he's gonna to be able to set up really well. And one thing that I like the Patriots did was with all their deals they were all long-term deals they yep. were all four-year deals There's a lot of fake money at the end exactly so a, a lot of the chance for bill to you know manipulate the cap and go out mm -hmm. in the next years all he needed was and get more Kraft. people as the cap goes up next year with which the tv will. deals which it will 110 million dollars yeah, so the cap's only going to go up, and they're going to have more all, money. All Bill needed was Robert Kraft to buy in and say, look, Rob, I need just upfront money this year. And yeah. Rob was like, yep, how much you need? Let's go. And they gave guaranteed money on the first day, the first year of everybody's contract, and that's what they did. That's how they got the guys here, and he said, look, if the guy performs, we're winning. We're probably going to be winning a lot of games, and it's going to be bringing in a lot of money, so yeah, it will be worth it later on. And if guys don't perform that we signed, they're going to be making dirt money, and we can cut them. Like, that's what people don't yeah. understand is, like, the NFL cap has always been shit. It never, ever is like the NBA or NHL, where when you sign a guy to the cap hit, it's like, that's it. Your your, your hands are You're tied, and you, you have to, like, move Bye. his contract. The NFL, like, we, Taysom Hill got signed to a four-year, $140 million contract. Where all a, money's voidable. And all of it's voidable. He all could, of it's voidable. He could retire. Or like, he could just suck the rest of his career and get none of that money and get, like, $2 million. But he could also be, and if he's electric, then it works out for them, and he gets 140 million. Even though it's Jameis Winston's team, it is Jameis Winston's team, and I'm excited James for it. Team. I'm, I'm very happy for Jameis. A tear, a tear, one sole tear rolled down my eye when I saw him um, so talking on NFL oh my Network God. about Drew Brees. I was gonna cry, and I was, I was about to. I was really excited for Jameis Winston. I think that that's a team that really needs a guy that wants to be a leader and is a leader. He is you know a leader. I mean? yeah. He is a leader. I think people he is People knock on him for how he was in college. But like, guys, you were in college. Or if you weren't, you were freaking our age. You know what I mean? Not, you were not 18, everybody. Not everybody can be 20. Tim Tebow, okay? Right, exactly. And like, you know what? How far did that get him? You know? Not very. People, and, he's, and it wasn't like he was out there like, fucking like committing crimes like Aaron Hernandez and like blowing coke off of people like he literally was like just being like a dumb college kid like you know like Dude, Jameis Winston has turned himself around has become a respectable NFL player and I think people should respect him and but I'm anyway, excited for him the Patriots their offseason was great we spent a lot of money we talked about that everybody knows I don't want to beat a dead horse because we've talked about this and talked about this and talked about yep. this um, even though we haven't done an episode ourselves, you guys have been hearing it all week from whatever shows you listen to, whatever radio you're listening to. You've, you've known it since the, yeah. we signed. The real kicker here is today. The New England Patriots kind of got put into a blender a little bit. 
And the reason I say that is because the San Francisco 49ers traded up from pick 12 to number three. And I'll tell you this. The second I saw that, I go, Jimmy G's coming to New England. The second I saw that trade, I messaged you, Brady, and I was like, he's coming. Because it just makes sense. Then I started to think back a little bit. The Dolphins traded from 3 to 12, then they traded themselves from 12 to 6. So with the Patriots, so we kind of move things around. The Patriots, what I'm saying this kind of affects the Patriots is you don't trade up multiple first-round picks and your current first-round pick and a, and a third in this draft if you're going to draft a lineman or a linebacker or a no. tight end. You don't do that. No, right? the first three the first three picks are quarterbacks. There's right. without a doubt. It's it's going to go like, Lawrence. I'll, 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 I'll put my life on it. Yeah, I'll probably it, find I'll probably find a way to bet on the oh, fact that the first three picks are going to be Oh, we will picks. and we will put money. And I'll um, put all of my money. I'll put my life Because we need to, we need I to will, bring Brady's bad put, bets back. I will put my stimmy on it. Yeah. Also, by the way, hey, Brady's bad bets. Let me just throw this out there right now. Hold on. I'm going to toss this out there. On one of the episodes of Brady's bad bets that I did, I said that Anthony Edwards was going to be the number one overall pick and the rookie of the year. Yep. And I was talking to everybody, and everybody's like, well, it looks like Lamelo's going to be the rookie of the year. And then a week later, he breaks his wrist. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards for rookie of the year. If you listen to me, cash out. Cash out. I am still upset that um, I never hit play on the John Morant rookie of the year um, once he got drafted. It was like a plus 5,000. And um, he, it was like low for some reason. Like right after he got drafted, it was because who was who went in his draft? Was that Zion? Yeah, Zion's draft. That's right. Everybody was putting money on Zion. I was like, ah, oh, John Morant though. Like he he reminds me of like a Russell Westbrook type player, like just an explosive. Player. I mean, it was just kind of luck that John Morant, uh, Zion destroyed his knee. Right, but like even so, like John Morant like was challenging him regardless. If they were both healthy, like it was oh, gonna come down pretty close. I, so. I think it was during that year, not now. It's different now. Zion's a different player now. I'm just saying, like, during that year, it was kind of close. Uh, but anyway, back to kind of the, the Patriots and everything like this. So, the Patriots, I think the 49ers did this for one or two reasons. And the Dolphins did this for one reason and one reason only. And that was to load up and also make sure that we couldn't get our next quarterback. That was Brian Flores being like, you know what? I'll take some draft picks. You, you're not bringing... You're not going to get yourself a quarterback. It's going to be Jimmy G, but you're not getting one of these top kids. We're not letting you run the division again. I'm still kind of skeptical on us getting Jimmy G. I don't know what it is. I feel like they're going to draft fields, right? Think about it this way. They're going to draft fields at Who's three. They? Okay, That's 49ers. 49ers. They're going to draft fields at number three. If they just get rid of Garoppolo... Well, that's the plan. Then who's their backup? But listen, so this is the plan. So the reason people are thinking this is because the 49ers have said they don't want to get rid of Jimmy G. So their plan is they want to keep, they want to do the Patrick Mahomes, right? Keep, you know, the Alex Smith type player for a year, swap out with the kid they just drafted at the end of the season and go from there, right? That, that's what they want to do. They want to do the Patrick Mahomes and this kid's a starter in year two, not year one. But the issue is, is Jimmy G has a no trade clause. And he makes $25 million. If his camp determines, I don't want to do this, and they request a trade, the 49ers have no way that they can do that. They can't hold on to Jimmy G because if he's like, I'm not playing, and they're going to have to pay him $25 million a year for him to not play, that doesn't sound like a good choice by that team. 
So I think that you could see Jimmy G getting traded. Now, the other issue is if the, the quarterbacks go in the top three, who's to say that the Falcons just decide not, what if they take Lance? They're just like, yeah, screw it. Let's take Lance at four. Sit him, sit, him, sit him behind Matt Ryan. He's a project anyway. Sit him behind Matt Ryan for a couple years on a cheap rookie deal. And then when Matt Ryan leaves and they get rid of his $37 million cap hit, they have $37 million that they can use to build a team around this kid. So, and then that just and then that just opens right into Panay Sewell going Panay to the Bengals. Ka- Panay to the Bengals, right? So that would be Jamar there. Chase to Jamar the, Chase to the Jamar Dolphins. Chase would go to the Dolphins, and then it's like, oh man, what are they going to do now? And Is then it, gonna be... and then at seven at seven you have um, the Lions who are just going to take probably like Micah or someone up there, like someone. I don't think so. I think Micah's dropping a lot. He might, but by necessity, just, strictly, they might strictly they by necessity. They could take Kyle Pitts and be like, we're going to have TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts. I think, I think the Patriots, I mean, if, if Kyle Pitts gets to number seven, he has to go, you know what I mean? Right. You take the best. I think they're going to take the best player. Then and then at that at, point, at number eight, eight, you go number eight, right? Mac Jones. There you go. Yeah, and, the Panthers, that, and then the all Pan- of the quarterbacks are gone, gone in the first 10 picks. And then who who's to say that the Broncos don't reach and try to take Kyle Trask because they need a quarterback and they like Kyle Trask, right? Maybe. And now you're sitting there at 15, and we've talked about it. Christian Barrymore is a good option, right? He's a defensive lineman, big guy up front. We could use that. We need some youth up there. Um, we could take Pat Sertain. Um, we could take... Um, who am I thinking? JC Horn. We could take him at that level, right? So there's a lot of options. I don't care what the Patriots do. I just want them to figure out the quarterback, man. Micah, in New England, listen. I know you've listened to us a lot. Okay. Patriots, 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 Patriots. Patriots, every league in, in all sports, you always listen to us. We always come yep. up with the best ideas, right? They do. If the New England Patriots are listening to this, because I know you are, because I know you are, please, I'm begging you. If you could just draft Micah Parsons for me so I can get a Penn State New England Patriots jersey. That would mean the world to a young boy who just wants to dream. He just wants to dream. I'd also be okay with uh, Jalen Waddle or Defonte Smith if they fell at that spot too. They would never. Well, I mean, if this scenario, they would. I don't think so. I don't know, man. I think we could get one of those wideouts. I doubt those. Like, I mean, okay, okay. Let's think Jamar about Chase this way. If falls to six, so if all right, now let's say that. So wait, let's say this. If if Trey Lance, I mean, if Mac Jones ends up going at number eight, okay. The Lions to would get to the Devontae Patriots will probably take Kyle Pitts first. To get to the Patriots, that's what I'm saying. So Kyle Pitts and then Mac Jones and so now we're at the Broncos. At the Broncos, you know they might trade back. They could, but then the Cowboys, they they lost Gallup. They'll draft Devontae Smith if he somehow gets there. The Giants will 100. I mean, no, they don't. Yeah, he's still under contract. I thought he was an RFA. I thought he left. I don't remember him leaving. He's still available. Oh. I'm oh. pretty sure he's still available. Okay, well, actually, actually, no. They'll probably go after, like, Sertain because they need it. They need a quarterback. That, but then you look at the Giants. They'll probably go after a wide receiver. And then they you look could. at the Eagles. They're going to go after a wide receiver. Eagles 12. will. But what I'm saying is, if the Patriots are in this position, there's some chances that some good positional play, like it's not always bad. Like if all the quarter, that's why I'm saying if all the quarterbacks go and you make an offer, right? You just say, look, we're gonna give you this year's second round pick and a future third round pick. Just give us Jimmy G today. You're, we know you're drafting this kid, right? 
Go sign Alex Smith to a one-year deal. Let him be that bridge guy, right? He's done it before. Go let mm-hmm. him be that bridge guy. We're gonna we're gonna take Jimmy G off your hands, and then we keep our 15, and that 15, we just take whatever best player slips to us because all these other teams are taking quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. You could see. Uh, I think Jalen Waddle would probably be more realistic to fall to us at that than yeah. any of the other ones, but I don't think yeah. they will. I don't think the Eagles are going to make the same mistake twice. I think they're going to go and actually draft the guy there and not go after Jalen Rager um, yeah. instead of Justin Jefferson. Like they're gonna they're gonna make that pick. So. Exactly. I, I don't know, man. I just the thing with the Patriots right now is like who is the quarterback, right? I know it's Cam Newton and I joke about like he's QB one right now. I like the guy a lot. And I'm okay if he is the starter and Stidham's there. Like we can see if Stidham develops. I know he's not good, but we can see if he develops anymore, if he does or doesn't, right? He might regress. But I at least want to know what the court like I feel like we still don't know what the quarterback room is. Like Bill no. Belichick filled Every single need in free agency, every single one in free agency, he filled every need. Even the depth pieces, except quarterback, which tells me we are either trading. Cam's just the guy. We are either. It tells me one of three things: Cam is the guy. Cam or Stidham are the guy, and and we've been wrong this whole time. He's trading up, which that looks less likely after today, or Jimmy G or another quarterback is being traded for and coming here. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to believe it's us trading for another guy because the league and the 49ers just told us no, we're we're going to we're trading up. We're going to get the guy, right? Because they're getting a quarterback. You don't trade up into the top. You know, first of all, you don't trade up in the top 3, but you also don't trade up future multiple future first round picks if you just want to draft a tight end or a lineman. You don't do yeah. that, right? As much as Panay Sewell is a great guy like Slater's not bad, right? Guys like that in that yeah. draft are not bad that you could probably have slide to you at your position. So it doesn't make sense to you don't mortgage the future for somebody that's not going to be your franchise quarterback. So they must have fallen in love with and and I've seen even reports that they've fallen in love with Mac Jones and that's who they're trading up to get. And if that's the case, fine, right? If he fits their system, fine. Then I'm not as worried. Then maybe we can trade up to number four and still take Fields, yeah. right? But. I think the Patriots, this thing that's going to scare me is they're going to have to wait until draft night. We're going to have to see, like, Bill Belichick's going to have to call everybody's bluff and make them put their money where their mouth is and draft the guys that they actually want. Because the Jets could all of a sudden just be like, <laughs> you thought we wanted you thought we wanted Wilson? Yeah, we're going to get Panay Sewell number two overall. We just, wanted, we, just, we just wanted to see if anybody would trade up for us and make an offer they could, we couldn't refuse. I will say, I, they was, could. I was watching the pro days. Oh my God, that ball he threw? That I was, I did watch Zach Wilson's pro day. He did have a good pro day. That ball that he threw across his chest, even though it's like you in, a game, in a game situation, it's like, yeah, it could happen. But it's never going but it's never going. To. You have that type of talent on your roster and Sam Darnold, and you have yet to give him an actual chance, and you have all yeah. this money. Like, go out there and sign Antonio Brown, right? I don't even care, right? Because he's out there. Go sign the man. Go go get the best freaking tackle in the draft that everybody's talking about, a generational tackle, right? Go get him and build your team around Sam Darnold and see what you can do with the guy you just drafted in the top five of the draft a couple years ago. Like, don't give up on that guy already. Right? Like, he's got talent. Everybody in the league knows he has talent. Like, people yeah. are interested in trading for him. So, like, why not give it a fair chance? So, you if know they what? decide. Patriots should. Patriots, go get Sam Darnold. 
this is okay. but this is an option. I this is where I think. Do the 49ers like Wilson or do they like Fields? Because if they love Fields and they and Wilson slides to a spot at four, that's a dream scenario, I think, for the Patriots because I like him. I think the only reason I'm okay with him being there is because the Patriots have a need. I personally don't think he is the second best player in the draft. I really don't. I think outside of Trevor Lawrence, I think probably the second best player in the draft really is probably Kyle Pitts. And then Sewell's probably number three. So, you got to draft for need most times, but... I mean, if I'm the Jets, man, like, it's the second overall pick, but, like, do you really need a franchise quarterback? Because, like, is Wilson going to come and turn your franchise around like a Mahomes after a year? Like, is he just going to be that good? Like, I don't know that. I don't watch him enough to know that. I don't know if any quarterback outside of Trevor Lawrence in this draft is going to be good enough to turn a franchise around like that, Mm -hmm. right? So why not just take the best player available that you know, like, all right, Panay Sewell, like, regardless, is going to make our offensive line great for whoever's here. Yeah. And you do that, you put some faith in Sam Donald, the guy you drafted, because that's that's the thing. If I'm if I'm if I'm big old Rob, bald head Rob there, right, in New York. Bobby Sailor. Do you think do, does he does he think Sam Donald's good? Right? That's, that's my a, that's yeah. my question. And I think yeah, that's, that's I think literally what it all comes down to. I think the dominoes will fall. Pick number two on NFL draft night. Whatever yeah. the Jets do will determine who the Patriots the quarterback, the who the Patriots quarterback's going to be, how the rest of the draft's going to go, who the 49ers are going to have as their quarterback, who the Falcons will have, who the Eagles will have. Like it will, it will affect all of that because the Eagles they came out with a report today that said they loved Wilson, that they were trying to actually trade up. They were, three. yeah. And but they if couldn't. they're saying that. That must mean that they have some type of inkling that the Jets aren't 100% going to be getting Wilson. Because you have to remember, these are just mock drafts. The Jets haven't come out and said, we love Wilson, that's like who we're going to go with. These are all just analysts saying, oh, he could probably go there. Like, hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even even the Jaguars haven't 100% been like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is the guy. We all know it is. We all know it is. But but like, like, it's not confirmed. Yeah, but Urban Meyer is, like, holding his cards. He's trying to hold his cards tight. Right, he's like, oh, we yeah. like all these guys. Blah, because blah. if somebody makes a once-in-a-lifetime offer, right, like five first-round picks, all the picks in this draft, like, you're not going to turn that down even if it is. Exactly. If somebody, if somebody, Ricky Williams, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if the Patriots really want Trevor Lawrence, they're going to have to give up every single pick in this draft and the next year's first round. Like, that's... Yeah. That's, that's how it's going to be. future first, too. Not even just that. It's going to be the Ricky Williams. Yep. And you know what? Screw it. They can do it. And I would. <laughs> and they can. And you know what? Yeah, they should. Why not? Look at everything they have right now. Look at the people that but they've signed for the long term. Sneaky. Look at everything they have. Like, I like. And guess just, where he was this weekend? This week. Hey. Hey. He was, he, he was Pat's West. West. He was there. You know what? I will say this, too. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, when the Patriots, I wish. When the Patriots wanted to go after Baker Mayfield, they had like the, they had like the twenty like something. Twenty eight. Yeah, like they had like stupid twenty eighth pick, and yeah, and you know what? And they were gonna move up all the way to number two. Yep. So what is stopping them? You know what's from stopping them? Ricky Williamsing this right now, at day, draft day. 
We're gonna see. Da -na -na -na, da -na -na -na. We have a trailer. Adam Schefter is reporting <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. You know comes, what's stopping them? Stuck, and he's gonna come out to the booze, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, we have a trade to announce." And then the booze is gonna get a little quieter. Okay. <laughs> and then they get like, "Oh, what's the trade?" And be like, Jacksonville Jaguars have traded the first overall pick to New England. Boo! He gets no! Even louder. <laughs> no! It gets even louder. It's happening! So angry. Ah! Yeah. And then they read it, and they're like, "They just gave them all these picks." No! Like, yeah. And no. then Bill finds a way to be like, all right, well, I still have a pick in this draft. Like, somehow. <laughs> just somehow. Like, we have 15 picks and now I have 12. Hold on. Like, because Trent Brown didn't cross the T in his name, it means we now have a fifth round pick in this draft yeah, instead of next yeah, year. Exactly. It's like some crazy rule he found out. No, Dude, but this, like, this is the thing with the Patriots. The reason they're not doing that right now is because of leverage. Bill Belichick doesn't want to show his hand. He's not telling reporters what his plan is. For, because other teams, we know that the 49ers love Sam Arnold and, and would get him if he's available. We know that the 49ers are training up. Bill Belichick's not telling a soul outside the organization the plan for quarterback, except the players that signed here. Yeah. And like everybody's been keeping a tight lip on it, right? Because even even if it was Fields, don't you think we would know by now? Exactly. The Patriots are in love with Justin Fields and they are trading up to go draft him. And then another thing too, it's Hunter Henry said that he was gonna go to a team that had a quarterback. bona fide quarterback. And then everybody's like, why do you want to come here? Because Cam Newton. It's like, well, that's a good point. Right. Why did he want to come here because of Cam Newton? Because the Patriots, Is there something else the that Patriots the Patriots are going said, to do? The Patriots probably said, we have, here's option A, which is Trevor Lawrence. Here's option B, Justin Fields. Here's option three, uh, C, which is Jimmy G. Right? And that's what they said. And they said, option four, worst case scenario, is Cam Newton. And they said, we're going to give you your money, but... It, we could have a, any of these quarterbacks. We have the ability to go get them. It just de determines on the willingness of the teams and how things line up, right? Could the Patriots still trade for Trevor Lawrence? I just have this sneaking suspicion that there still is a possibility because Bill Belichick has done things that have, he's never done before in free agency, right? Going after all these guys, guaranteed money, first day, paying all this money for skill positions. Would you be surprised if he traded the future to go get the next guy? If he believes Trevor Lawrence, is, and why? Th this is the weirdest thing, right? I, he's not friends with any of those guys in Pat's West. He didn't play at college with any of them. I'm pretty sure, huh. right? What did he just get invited? And they he just, just got invited up? by Cam Newton and Jared Stidham and the Patriots wide receiver and tight end groups. Yeah. To play catch. I get, I get he's from the area, but, like, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is like, hey, let me join you guys. If Trevor Lawrence was there, he'd be like, hey, Jacksonville Jaguar wide receivers, you guys want to play some catch? Right? Yeah. Or, or, hey, other wide receivers in my draft class, do you want to play yeah. some catch? Yeah, you want to go work out? No. Not the yeah. actual, like, the Patriots of all teams. I guarantee you if that happened, Bill Belichick was like, who fucking spilled? Who told this kid? Do not I mean, post those things online. I will please. say this. Like, you know... You know what? And here's another thing, too. Let me just... Let's We're going to speak just, it into existence. Let's just go around the wagon a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. Let's get on the wagon. Bill Belichick and Urban Meyer are pretty good friends. They are. They are really good friends. They're Bill a, Belichick recommended the job. Yeah, he did. He recommended them the job. there, And there are a lot of pictures around of them laughing together and having a good time. Bill Belichick personally consulted Urban Meyer before he was going to draft Aaron Hernandez. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to say, if it's going to happen with anybody, it's going to happen with them. And he says, look, 
I'm gonna give you Ricky Williams. I'm gonna give you Nikhil Harry. I'm gonna Ricky like, Williams a shit for you. You're gonna he, get. He can even say take Nikhil Harry, take Stidham, take Gilmore. Yep. Like take these players too. Take them all. Yep. Take them all. Cause guess what? But but, if, but like seriously, in your situation, if you're the Jaguars, you get Trevor Lawrence. Do you want to do the same thing that the Bengals did, right? Where you have like a crap bag team around that kid, or would you rather build up your team and get a lesser quarterback and have a better franchise in the future? Because Trevor Lawrence is going to end up leaving town. He's going to hate Jacksonville. Yeah, it's not like a good place. And if they can't build around him, like he's gone. Yeah, he's, he's going to leave after a few years. There's there's really not much they're going to be able to do. But like you bring him to New England, great coach. He's got weapons, especially, and it, we have some weapons that are ready to. Pl- you know what's the best thing about those weapons? Everybody's like, oh, we got guys that are going to grow with the system. We also got guys that can compete right now too. Yeah. So why would you get if you're just going to draft a rookie? Why would you get guys that compete right now, right for no reason? Like I get Bill Belichick wants to win and everything like that, but like at the end of the day. I don't I wouldn't rule it out and I like I everybody might be thinking oh you're crazy you're crazy look just hear it out we we didn't expect yeah, them to get so two tight ends about it what's so crazy about it Hunter He's Henry was shocked Hunter Henry was shocked that the Patriots even called him yeah he saw Johnny Smith and he's, he's like, like oh, okay, okay, well, I guess I'm out. And then they called him, they're like, hey, buddy, we're going to give you some more money. And he's like, whoa, okay. Wait, hold on I, like, a sec. <laughs> I like this. I like the sound of that. I, yeah, I'll be a part why, of the best tight end. Why duo have in the they league. been, think of it this way, why have the Jaguars been so quiet with all that money they have in free agency? Yeah. Hmm. Sound, if they were expecting Trevor Lawrence, it's they would have went out there and spent a lot of money to give that kid a good team because they had a lot I'm of saying. money. Like, I'm looking at it right now. The people that they went out, like, they signed Jamal Agnew. No. Okay. He's bad. a good special teams guy. Yeah. Like, they signed Dorsett. They signed Dorsett to a short term deal. Philip Dorsett is a, is a fourth receiver. Yeah. And then they signed Marvin Jones, which is like, okay, which is a, that's a not veteran, that bad. Veteran but, they, option. but they signed him to a one year, $7 million. Yeah. So who is to say that? But like, why didn't you go after like Kenny? Like, I know you have DJ Chark and like you have guys like that. But like, why didn't you go after? Like, why Kenny don't you Galladay? go after the Kenny Galladay? Maybe go after the AB. Why don't you go after? Big, why didn't big, you go after Joe Tooney? Big name people that are going to be able to protect Trevor Lawrence. That are going to be able to keep Trevor Lawrence there. That want him to stay. And I think it's going to happen. Why is Cam Newton here on basically a one-year, five million dollar contract? Which no, is- screw it. And you know what? And even if we don't, if we, if Cam Newton, I've said this, I say this to everybody. Cam, if we pay Cam Newton $14 million, it's the best $14 million I've ever spent. Yeah. Because for him to get that, you have to win the Super Bowl and he has to be Super Bowl MVP. So at that point, oh, well, he's not the guy. Well, he just yeah. won you a Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, exactly. at that point, he just, like, that's why I always hate the talk of, like, well, it's all this money. It's like, yeah, he has to earn it. And if he yeah. earns it, it's fantastic. And if he doesn't, then it's whatever. He didn't earn the damn thing. So there's no reason to sit there and cry about the deal. Right? Exactly. Like, that's, the thing is, is like, and everybody always says this about Jimmy G. He can't stay on the field. He can't stay on the field, right? I get that. But when he's on the field, he brings, he was 13-3 and three and brought his team to a Super Bowl. And I honestly think there's more talent on this team than his 49ers team during that time. Mm-hmm. I think so. Right? So... I don't know, man. I mean, if you can get, and even if you get Jimmy G, right? Like, even if it's not Trevor Lawrence, even if it's not Justin Fields, if it's Jimmy G, right? If it's fucking Alex Smith, 
right? Mm-hmm. Whoever, whoever's the plan. Because we all know that Bill Belichick is not sitting here and being like, yeah, this is it. Cam and Stidham, we're, we're going we're gonna to re-sign Hoyer as the third guy or this, or Jake Dogala is going to be our third string and we're going to kick back and this is it. Yeah, no. There's no. no way that he invested this much money into the team and that little. And if he felt Cam Newton was the guy, he would have given him like a two or three year deal, would have given him some like guaranteed money and would have been like, you're the starter, you're the guy. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have given him an incentive-laden contract if he was not going to be the guy if we didn't have a plan. And now that the 49ers have moved up, maybe, maybe just maybe, Trevor Lawrence wasn't the guy we were targeting. But maybe after today, the 49ers, Bill's like, the only way we're going is if we go all out for one of those top three. And the 49ers aren't giving it to us because they just traded up. The Jets aren't going to trade in the division, but the Jaguars and my old friend might trade up with me. Yeah, it's very possible, you know? and, it, and, it and might, especially with all the capital they have. And it might it might take what the Dolphins did. It might take us moving up to number four with like a fifteen and a second round pick, and then trading and the then, fourth and everything else. Yeah, and a few and two future first for yeah. It. It's mean, probably gonna have to happen that way. I hope when it happens, I, I'm gonna put it this way. I think the Patriots, if they're gonna trade up like really trade up for a guy like Turtle, it's going to happen in the next couple weeks. They're not going to wait till draft day to do the trade. If they're going to trade up for a quarterback in the top five, it's going to happen on draft day, I think. Mm -hmm. I I just, I don't know, man. Like, it's exciting. I want to know who the quarterback is. And for some, like, my gut is telling me, as much as I love Cam Newton, I think he would be a great quarterback here with a better offense. My gut and my football instincts are telling me he is not the quarterback. And it's telling me he is not Stidham. There is something coming down the line. Right, like there has to be, like it just there's a hole, right? There, yeah. It's it's not a bad hole. It's not it's not a huge leak, but it's a little leak, right? And I think Bill Belichick is not really fond of keeping holes on his roster for too long, and it's been a hole on this roster for two years now. So yeah. I think I don't know, man. I think Trevor Lawrence is a possibility. And for, exactly. for those I mean, listening that think it's crazy, it's like why we have the capital to do it. It's not, oh, it will never happen. It's like, why? Because you, like, like tell me why it will never happen. Have the exactly. Jaguars come out and said, Trevor Lawrence is the guy. We are not trading this pick. He is the only, like, in, you don't remember in years past how many teams are like, no, 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 we plan on using the pick. Like, it's going to be this guy. You know how many times teams say that before the draft? They're like, yeah. hey, they tell Schefter. They're like, let everybody know that we, have, we are not trading this pick and we are drafting this player. And, like, we know that. Everybody just assumes it's Trevor Lawrence. Have they went out and said, we are not trading this pick and we are going all in no. on Trevor Lawrence? No. no. Have their free agency signings indicated that? No. Have the Patriots no. said, we are not trading up for Trevor Lawrence and not interested? No. They've no. scouted him heavily. They've scouted yeah. all quarterbacks in the top five. They've scouted all top five him. quarterbacks. They invited exactly. him to Pat's West. Exactly. There he had to have been Pat's an West. invitation, right? Because that'd be pretty weird if he just showed up. Yeah, there's no way that he's just going to show up. There's no way he's going to know he knows Atlanta. Where they, yeah, they're in. They're everybody's in Atlanta no, working Atlanta, out together. Cali. The Cali, yeah, Cali, wherever they are. But Atlanta was the other one they were gonna do. Yeah, but yeah. if if he sh- if you see him hanging out again with Patriots receivers, like if it's like, oh, Trevor Lawrence getting in some early work with Jacoby Myers and fucking Kendrick Bourne. Like, why? Yeah, like why? But like why, why is them? He there? Why them? That's that's what I'm saying. Right? Where, who, who are some who are some Clemson wideouts? Mm. I'm gonna look this up. Trevor and Trevor Lawrence is from. He lives in Tennessee. Right. That's another point I didn't even remember. He's from Tennessee. Like, what is he he's, doing? He's not even a Cali. What is he doing in Cali working oh, out with all oh, the Brady. Patriots? Oh, like, Brady, where's Clemson, by the way? You want to tell me where mm, that is? Mm. 
not in California. Yeah. Patriots wide receivers. I'm going to look at this. Let's see. Is any of these guys, are any of these guys right now? This is the thing. Have any of these guys played at Clemson? Can you look that up for me? Where did Nikhil Harry went to ASU? Yeah. Jacoby Myers, definitely no. not. No. Kendrick Bourne no. went to LSU, right? No, Eastern Washington. Who went to LSU? Somebody went to LSU. Isaiah Zuber. Let's see this guy. Michigan. Mississippi. Uh, I mean, I mean, he was playing with those three. Let's see. What are the other wideouts? Edelman definitely didn't go there. Um, Nelson Aguilar went. Where did Nelson Aguilar went to? USC. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne went to Eastern Washington. None of them are from there. This is the thing. We're gonna Bemidji State. Gunner. Um, Christian yeah. Wilkerson was there in presence. Went to Southeast Missouri. So definitely not Clemson. Um, oh, let's let's take a look at the the tight ends. Did Hunter Henry go to Clemson? Oh, no. I don't think he did. He went to Arkansas. John um, Smith, no. John U. Smith, no. Where did Matt like, Lacoste go? Matt Lacoste went to not Illinois. High Illinois, yeah. Uh, Devin Asiasi was was there. Went to no. UCLA, yeah. right? Like, did not did not go brother. there. And those guys saying, were present. Where did Jared Sidham go to? Auburn. Did Jared Sidham transfer schools at all? No. Ever? Nope. I just want to make sure. Cam Newton went to Florida and Auburn. And whatever that other random ass school was. Yeah, and a, like a D3 community. school. Jared Stidham. Went to a community college. My man's, my man's just playing at Roxbury Community College and then went to Auburn. Like, uh. um, I want to look at this. Jared Stidham. Was that Baylor and then Auburn? Yeah, so it's like it's there's literally zero ties to Clemson. To Clemson, so like, did, did, wait, hold on. A real question though: Did we ever ask this? Is Trevor Lawrence a four-year player at Clemson or three years or whatever it is? He was a three-year. He's this. He this will going. answer. This will answer like officially. He's Trevor Lawrence College. Yeah, he went to Clemson the whole time. Yeah. The yep. whole time, yeah. He's still, so yeah. it's not like he played with Stidham and Baylor for a year no, and they were like no. buddies or like and then transferred. <laughs> So why is he working out with the New England Patriots it's a, it's in a good California point. when he's not from California? He's from Tennessee. He didn't go to school with any of those guys, not a single one of those guys, and is hanging out with them. Not, not a single one. Not a single one of those guys have ties to Clemson. It's a very him. good point. You know what I mean? Right? Like, did he just say, like, oh, this looks pretty fun. <laughs> like, I'm going to go ask these guys. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, where he's from Tennessee, right? He's so, from Tennessee. He went to high, he went to high school in Georgia. Right. So he went to high school in Georgia. So go go to Atlanta. <laughs> go to Atlanta. Or and let the only situation could be Cam Newton is from Georgia, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure. The only thing I could be is like if Cam Newton just being a Georgia guy was like, hey Trevor Lawrence, you're also from Georgia. Why don't you come hang out? We're, we know you're gonna be the number one overall pick. Let's come hang out, throw some balls, talk to you. Yeah. But why would Cam Newton and Jared Stidham invite some kid that's not going to be on their roster? That's the only that's the only question, right, about this little myth busting we're doing right here is because I think Cam Newton is too much of a competitor to invite the guy that we're going to trade up for. 
unless Trevor Lawrence reached out and said, can I come throw with you guys? Because he knows the Patriots are going to trade up for him. But the guys... Same, brother. It's very... Because you got to think Hunter Henry's catching this ball and be like, okay, this is why I signed. This that's kid's, what I'm saying. This, this kid's better than Justin Herbert, ah, who I thought was nasty. I'm saying, dude. Right? He's probably... Because you, you think Hunter Henry runs that route, and he's like, oh, my God. He catches the ball, and he's like, I thought Herbert was, like, the next one. We player. sound crazy right now, but it's such a possibility. Right, guys. Like, we can't guys. go around this. We can't be walking around saying, like, oh, wow, this isn't going to happen because the New England Patriots can't move up for all these picks. And da, 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 da. But they can. They and they can. will. And they will. If they want to be aggressive, if Bill Belichick is trying to win in the next four years, and he thinks the best – because Bill Belichick sees this. If he thinks the best quarterback – that is coming out of the draft in the next two or three years is Trevor Lawrence, without a doubt, leaps and bounds above. He's going to go trade up for that guy. Yeah. Right? Why would, why would he sit back and let some team like the Jaguars get him? Yeah. Especially his buddy. Maybe, maybe he got his buddy the job because his buddy would trade him the pick. Maybe. We don't know that. We don't know. But it's certainly a possibility, so do not take that off the table, Patriots fans, because there is anything and everything that can happen. My gut is telling me that Cam Newton and Sidham aren't going to be the only quarterbacks on the roster, whether we draft someone or not. Could we draft someone in the third round? Fine. I don't care what Kellen it Bond. is. I don't Kellen care Bond. who or what it is, but I know that we are going to get another quarterback. Kellen Bond. And I am okay with it. Big arm. I am okay with it. If that's what we're going to get, if it's going to be Trask or Kellen Mond or Trevor Lawrence or Mac Jones, I don't really care. And honestly, the only quarterback I really don't want in the beginning of the draft, like the only two quarterbacks I really don't want is Ian Book and Trey Lance. I agree. Like, other than that, like, I'm, I can wrap my head around it because I think Trey Lance has barely played any football and he played it basically D3, D2, yeah. no competition, barely played any football, right? Like, that's a worry for me. Trevor Lawrence played at the highest level in the game and dominated. So, yeah. I don't know. That sounds like, yeah, let's go trade for this guy. You know, let's let's trade with Atlanta. Hey, Atlanta, you, you really seem to have interest in Nikhil Harry for some reason. Why don't we give you Nikhil Harry a 15th overall pick and a future second round pick or something stupid? And we're going to move up to number four. So, you still pick at 15, mm-hmm. right? You get a young player out of it. Oh, yeah. And, um... While we're at it, hey, uh, hey, Urban. Yeah, you know how we had, uh, you know, we had a third round pick or whatever for you. Yeah, uh, sorry, we have the fourth overall pick now, um, yep. and we're gonna give you every pick in this draft. We're gonna give you our first round pick next year and a first round pick two years from two years from that, so 2024 draft. Um, and you're gonna go ahead and take those draft picks. And um, you're going to take it, and we're going to take Trevor Lawrence. You're going to build your team up. And, um, you know, if you want, we'll give you Jared Stidham, too, if you want to you wanna have him in, in Jacksonville and have him be there. But, you know, you have Gardner Minshew. If you want to build around him for as a bridge guy for a couple of years and build your team up the other way through the draft, because I'm, I'm sure Urban Meyer wants to build his team more than just the quarterback. I think he's yeah. like, holy crap, this team's ass. We need to draft way more than just a quarterback. So. Yeah. That's a possibility. So, Patriots fans, if you're out there and you think we're crazy, I think you're the crazy one for not taking all opportunities on the board. Exactly. Why we're Why, crazy, why are crazy. you listening to Felger and Maz who are telling you it's only Jimmy G and that's it? That's the only thing realistic. The worst Did we come into the offseason and say, yep, we're going to get Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, all these guys? No, we were like, we were probably like, we're going to get either Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, maybe sign like a, a T.Y. or a yeah, wideout. We should be happy to go get a wideout. We didn't yeah. even, even get a wideout. 
<laughs> we didn't even do it. Like, right. And, like, we got defensive player. We got Matthew Judon. We got Jalen Mills. Like, we got a lot of players on this team. Andrew, why would Andrews come back for cheap? Why would James White come back, right? Bill Belichick, I, I get their market was out there, but yeah, they could have been... They could have waited. They could have waited another week and said, I'll go sign for $2 million with the Dolphins, right? David Andrews could have went there. Maybe, maybe there's something brewing because I don't think these players willingly chose to come back to a rebuilding Patriots thing. So whatever the quarterback move is, is not a rebuilding move. And I think, and, and that's why I think drafting someone like Fields or someone like that is a rebuilding move. I think drafting... Trading up for someone like Trevor Lawrence or trading for Jimmy G or Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, any of those moves, right? Whatever's on the table. I think those are winning moves, and I think anything else in the first round are, are rebuilding moves. And I think these players do not sign here for a rebuilding team. They sign for a retooling team, and that's what we are. We are retooling, and there is a plan at quarterback, and I am excited, and I don't care who it is, even if it's Cam Newton. But I think that the New England Patriots have a plan. I do not think they are done yet. And I think that this team moving forward is going to be excited. And if you weren't here with us last year as Patriots fans, just don't bother watching us this year because you're fake. Exactly. Because we said it last year on the podcast in like week six. We were like, we have all this cap space. We're going to be going, going off with all these draft picks. Like we were talking about the future. And we wanted us to get a quarterback too. We wanted to... Uh, we wanted to tank for Trevor Lawrence, and maybe Bill was like, I could still get Trevor Lawrence without Yeah, tanking. I could still get him. Yeah, exactly. You now, know? if he does, you're a bunch of idiots. If he does, he is playing 7D chess. Not 3D, not 4D, 7D. But, Cam, I think we're getting around that time. I think we are. We, and it's I, been got a a, I got a I got a good one today. Oh, you do? This one could be a little football-related if you really want it to be. Wait, hold on. Before you, you say it, make sure if you are listening to us, you follow subscribe wherever you are listening or watching we are on youtube spotify everywhere that you need to find us we are on there also check out our website 40yarddads.com we're gonna be having some more articles come out on there to actually keep you guys up with some of the things there and on that website we have a new storefront a new shop you can get some new merchandise in there we're gonna have some great stuff actually better quality products on there for you guys yes sir check that out help us out um yeah, and, and follow our social media. We've been, we're just going to be honest with you, we've been slacking on our social media and, and everything like that, but we need to get back in the wagon. Um, I, I I just think we were kind of, you know, all over the place. You know, I got COVID, Brady had to get his shot. Like, we were just like, just the last couple of months have just been like not bitches. great. So, um, yeah. So, before Brady gets his dad joke, make sure you do those things. If you've listened this far into the show, we really appreciate it. You are one of the OGs, so we want to thank you if you listen this far because most people probably don't even know we do dad jokes by the end of the podcast. I don't think everybody listens to it completely. So, thank you guys. Again, we're on YouTube. Look for us. We're going to have some video content is out too. We're going to be pumping out content for you to enjoy sports content because sports are fully under wrap and football's coming back. You know we're a football first kind of guy. So, Brady. Let's leave us with the dad joke. Okay. How much does a pirate pay for corn? Uh, a buccaneer. <laughs> That's funny. That's Zinger. A good one. <laughs> we'll see ya. <laughs> <laughs>